0: Yeah, yeah, yeah People, it's Friday So it's time for our last chin check of the week And today we're gonna be uh, A little look at the NFL Right, there's the big Thursday night opening game So uh, yeah, we have a little talk on that Also, we're taking a look at Ricardo Lamas, who has officially hung up the gloves, we um, talk about Kazmat Chimabe and Bellator's big announcements, as well as you know the Waterstone Hill weigh-ins. So, people. Settle down and let's get into today's episode. Give up, give up. Okay, so the NFL has now started. It's a kind of weird, right? I didn't realize they were letting fans into the stadium. But looking at you know, it didn't look really like they were that separated it's it's kind of like I don't know, either do it or don't, you know what I mean and I kind of because just make everyone have a fucking test, right before you go in, everyone gets tested. And you could say, right, to meet the demand, right? You have to turn up this many hours before. If you don't, then, you know, you don't come in, right? And everyone, all the staff and players are all wearing those tracker things. So you get a test, you get a tracker, which then would mean you know that they're not leaving this zone, And if they do, they don't go in. Right? Just do it like that. Do it like that. I don't know. I I did kind of laugh, though. Because everyone seemed really shocked that people booed. Like, the whole moment of togetherness. How does, like, listen, right? The people (laughs) that are coming to your game. Think about it. Right, it's not like it's cheap <laughs> It's not like it's cheap Right, and then you have the fact of a lot of people just scared to leave their houses So the people that are coming out who have got a lot of money Yeah, they're definitely the type of people who are going to be booing <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know why you're shocked You know what I mean? I don't know why you're shocked, right? You, you've let some animals into the fucking stadium, people. That's what's going to happen. Uh, it was interesting, like, the fact that they had the, the girls singing the national anthem in a different stadium. I mean, I mean it makes sense, right? It makes a lot of sense. I... Don't think it makes sense that you always have the fucking national anthem before anything that you do. I have to say, is it's something that does drive me insane. It's some crazy-ass shit. I'm just like, just stop with that shit, people. Stop it. The game itself. game itself was okay. It was kind of back and forth, right? There was a bit, I feel like yeah you know, I mean Kansas started off, but then they had the the you know the touchdown reversed, then the Texans came in, then Kansas came back. but even when Kansas went up, right, they weren't quite a few points up. like they didn't seem dominant. I think mean, it's because everyone was just making a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of mistakes. So, you know, and Texas came back into it. But then when Kansas got that field goal at the very end, it was definitely done. Now, I did the one thing I thought that was so odd about that first game though, was the fact that the commentators kept on going on about, oh yeah, that player makes a lot of money. Oh, that player is so rich. Oh yeah, he's so rich When we spoke to all the rest of the team They didn't talk about how much money he has And I'm just like What the fuck are you doing? Right? What the fuck? Why are you going on about the money? You know what I mean? Because to be honest Let's be frank Right? The way American football players Are just Exploited They're exploited Because during college and university you're, you're not, They're not paid for those games They're not paid But those games are some of the highest watched games When it comes to viewing figures The universities and colleges make so much money From selling the the merchandise, advertising, you know, just admission. But none of that goes to the players. The players can't get sponsorships, they can't take any sort of money or anything from anyone. So when they get to the NFL, if they get this, remember, only a few are getting to the NFL. Right, when you look at everyone that ever plays Only a few, what like 5% get to the NFL And actually, you know, hit that big time But even when you're in the NFL, not everyone is making crazy money So if you can make some fucking money, well done You you deserve that shit, right Because even if if it looks like a crazy amount for five years Think about all the years that person has been playing And they weren't paid Then think about the the lifespan Of their actual career Right? So you have to think about those things Then think about the injuries they will leave the game with Along with the CTE <laughs> You know, You know what I'm saying? So, yeah Let them get fucking paid And stop going on about it Because it really seems fucking petty Really comes off as petty and mean You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah So, we've then got the um The rest of the games are on Sunday No Saturday games Because I, I kind of thought they'd Introduce Saturday games, but um maybe because of COVID they've stopped that, but yeah, I don't know. Week one now I follow Wash Washington have always been my team. <sighs> you know, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's I kind of feel this season's gonna be a wash <laughs> So we got the Eagles this week um, I, I, I'm really holding no expectations Like, I, I was kind of shocked that they, they dumped Adrian Peterson You know what I mean? If they do anything, I will just be happily surprised but I'm really not expecting shit. Now. I will be keeping an eye. On um, Tampa. Because I'm kind of curious. You know what I mean? How how much more has Brady got in the tank? And the fact that. Gracon's, you know. Grunk came out of retirement. For him. And they brought in. Uh, a few other cats. You know what I mean? The Bucks. Hey. They could be something, right? So I'll be keeping an eye on them, and um, yeah, Pittsburgh. I've always had a, yeah, you know I mean, just a, a warm spot for Pittsburgh, like the the Bettis days, right? Just ah, uh, Cordell Stewart and all of that. Man, I used to, I used to, you know, what I mean, be a fan of the Steelers. So I'm gonna be keeping an eye on those teams. There's some interesting matchups this week. In you know for the first week though, uh, I don't know. I I kind of think the Chicago Lions that could be interesting. I you know what I mean definitely uh, Miami New England, right? Because. At New England, they will want to start well. Right? Having Brady go and everything like that. They you know I mean? they will want to start well to say, hey, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. We can lose a player and still be the shit. So yeah, you've got that matchup. Like, I don't know, Cardinals uh 49ers could be a fun game. But uh Dallas, um Dallas LA Yeah I'm interested to see. So, I don't know. It'll, we've got some fun matchups in week 1. So we'll we'll see what happens, right? But um yeah. I hate losing to the fucking Eagles. I really fucking do. Hate the fucking Eagles. So um Washington the Washington team. Jesus Christ! It's just a shit show. <laughs> it's such a shit show, man. Ugh. God damn it! I don't know. Well, let's let's see. Let's see what the fuck happens in week one. And um, yeah. Then can uh, make a judgment on how how committed to this season I will be. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's interesting to um have NFL back. It it is um definitely gonna be interesting to see how it just proceeds. Right? Because I think with all the testing, the UFC, hey, you know, fighters still concoct uh, you know, they still catch COVID. So um yeah, I'm I'm kinda curious to see how the NFL handle all of that. But um yeah, I don't know. Let's see what the fuck happens, right? So there's been a uh, lot happening in the world of Bellator. I mean kind of a lot. I think they made um I don't know. Coca had a big special announcement which wasn't really that surprising to be honest. Uh because they unveiled that they were moving to CBS Sports. Now I think everyone deduced that with the way everything had been going. Like, um, Coker, you know, he now reports to, um, gosh, I want to say Steven Espinoza. I think that's the dude's name who controls, you know, CBS Sports, right? The, um... You know, they're, they're currently on the Paramount network, but it's not a sports channel. So, as soon as you know, Paramount Merge with CBS, you kind of figured out that Bellator would eventually move over. Right? The whole disowned situation seems to be, you know, I, mean, I feel the contract is coming to an end, but it, it, it all seems a little wonky. So you know being on CBS Sports They can go on the CBS app You know what I mean It just all makes sense Right So there's that Then they also announced A few cards Right so um, Chris Cyborg is defending Her belt on the 15th Of October At Bellator 249 uh, Against Arlene Blenkow then on the 29th of October at Bellator 250 um the middleweight belts going to be on the line so they're going to do this uh, Gerald Masasi Douglas Lima fight i'm a bit surprised they're still going ahead with that one I, I'd have thought because of the, yeah, you know I mean, I just think the limited, um, you know, opportunities for cards, they might wanna, during you know mean? just keep the welterweight and middleweight belts separate. But if Lima does win the belt, then it's just gonna tie things up for a while. But, um, yeah, they're doing it. So uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, Masassi is the bigger dude, right? And so, yeah, I kind of feel that he will probably win that fight. But who knows, right? Lima is legit. He ain't no punk. You know what I'm saying? Then they, but before those two, they've got two European cards, which is interesting. So they're going to uh, Milan, Italy on the 1st of October for a Bellator 247. I feel uh, it seems that the headline fight for that card will be Paul Daly against Derek Anderson. Then the following week. Bellator 248 They're going to Paris, France So, you know, they're they're, they're hailing this as the first MMA event to take place in France And they've got Czech Congo against Tim Johnson As well as Michael Venom Page Against Ross Houston. Um Now the big thing about those two cards though I think COVID has been a bit of an issue In Italy for sure Like France France is an odd one Because you look at the news And sometimes they're saying there's all these spikes And it's crazy And then other times it's just like Yeah, no, it's fine But I kind of feel Being in those two places They're they're big countries So it's gonna be harder to I think for me It feels like it'd be harder to regulate You know, like Yes, the UFC have gone abroad They've gone to uh, fight Ireland But with that They've essentially got the whole place It's all been cordoned off No one else is allowed there which kind of makes it a bit more Like a sterile situation I don't know if you can do that in France And, um, you know, Milan and Paris So it will be interesting And I didn't really hear anyone asking about What protocols they will be using Which is kind of interesting Because yeah, there there does seem to always be this different narrative around Bellator and the UFC I don't know if it's the press seem to like Scott Coker more than they do Dada Why? I have no clue Because, yeah, Bellator never, you know what I mean? You never see Coker get inundated with a lot of the same crazy ass questions That, you know what I mean? Dana is So yeah I didn't Seem to From the From the court You yeah, know I mean, because I tuned in To the whole press release conference And all of that Maybe I missed a little bit But I didn't really hear anyone talking about Like the health protocols And how they were going to do it Be interesting though Right Yeah we'll see what happens but, yeah, it, it seems to be all go with Bellator. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they're going to be just scheduling things after this. You know, so they're in um, Uncastville. Urgh, I don't know. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Uncastville. I believe it looks like Connecticut right so i don't know if they're going to make that um their new kind of bubble as it were for a period of time and then there will be more events after the 29th of october but yeah i don't know be in like one thing they did also say that again it was something that had been kind of hinted at a while back, but they're gonna start throwing um, hybrid cards that will feature boxing and MMA. And yeah, if, I mean, if Espinosa is, you know, overlooking the whole thing, makes sense, right? All makes sense. So yeah, I don't know, be interesting to see how it goes hopefully it'll be a success you know what i mean and they'll do well uh be interested to see if they have you know they have crowds in italy and france i i don't believe that was mentioned but yeah i don't know yeah this is all worth keeping an eye on seeing what happens right so yeah that's um that's the big bellator news right now Okay, so on Monday, it was made official, Ricardo Lamas has called it a day, right? So he last fought on the 29th of August, that was the Smith-Rakic fight card, um, and he beat Billy Aligo, um... Yeah you know what I mean He he really dug deep in that fight And he sealed it with the third round Right Because Alago was doing well But Lamas took him down in the third And just Dominated Right Dominated And that's a good you I mean, That's a good fight To call it quits on You know what I mean So he says that after his fight with Jason Knight. Which was what, the 29th of July 2017. That he'd been thinking about calling it quits. Um, And yeah. After that fight. He had a couple of losses. He owed a big one. Uh, against Josh Emmett. Where he broke his jaw. Right then. He. Came back The following year in 2018 And he fought Misad Batek um, You know, he got a split decision Lost there Came back, beat Darren Elkins You know Got a, a, a TKO Victory So yeah, you could imagine he's thinking Alright, I'm getting back into shit But he fought um Calvin Cater Lost to Cater, um But was able To uh, You know Fight Billy Ago And get back into it Get back in with a win And now he's called it quits But listen He has been around For a long ass time Lamos made his Debut in the twenty-fifth of January 2008. Yeah. For FCE. Right? So he fought there. And um then he fought on a, a few other like regional spots before making his debut for the WEC. On the 1st of March 2009 That was WEC 39 uh, Brown v Garcia uh,
1: Yeah, like,
0: he, he you know what I mean? He came out the gate on a six fight win streak So, in the following WEC fight He lost to Danny Castillo But during his tenure there, he fought James Krause, beat him, Bendy Casimir beat him, Dave Jensen beat him, and he lost to Yuri Alcantara. But only two losses in the WEC. You know what I mean? So uh, that, that's not that bad. It's not that bad. But he transitioned to the UFC when, you know, they Folded to WC, so He, he you know, made his UFC Debut 26th of June 2011 Went on a Four fight win streak Matt Geis, Cub Swanson, Hatsu Hioki and Eric Coach Got himself a title fight so he fought Jose Aldo Ah, uh, It was a loss But he went the distance Five rounds With Aldo When Aldo was just Kicking ass All Right so that was That was good man You know what I mean? And Like he hasn't lost When you look at it right He's record 20 and 8 I mean, that's not a bad record at all And the people we lost to You know, Chad Mendes Right, Max Holloway Josh Emmett Calvin Cater Bet Tick They're all really good fucking fighters So, you know He, he, he may never have won the title But Man, Lamos has had a hell of a career. He's had a hell of a career. And he has fought huge names. Huge names. And he's won won those fights. Beat Diego Sanchez. Right? Beat Charles Oliveira. (laughs) Hey, Darren the Damage Elkins. These are all really good friggin' fighters. So, um... Yeah, you know, Lamos, he, he's a, yeah, he's a true friggin' fighter. Been there from the beginning when there was no money in this shit. So, yeah, he can hold his head high. Now, he has said that, right, he's retiring, but it seems that he he's not pulling out... Of the uh, USADA pool Just quite yet Because he did say That you know Right now he's retiring But who knows He may feel like Calling up Sean Shelby And looking for a fight So Yeah I guess Right until he comes out of the USADA pool ev- any- Anything's possible Right Anything is possible. Hey, we saw the same with uh Uriah Faber. So maybe he just needs a year out, maybe he needs a break. But whatever he decides to do, hey, mad props to Ricardo Lamas, right? There seems to be this weird conversation about um Kazmat Chimov. Chimov. Uh Jesus. Really just butchered that one. My god. Kazmat Chimave, right? So it came out last week, I believe it was, end of last week, that you know his visa situation had been sorted out, and they were booking him two fights. Two fights. Right, so um a load of people then were saying, Oh, well, that's kind of disrespectful. <laughs> like, what's going on? Because he's firstly gonna be fighting um Gerard Mosha uh, next week, right? And then he's gonna be fighting Damien Meyer. Now, I'm not quite sure if that's completely finalized, but that's the fight that they're trying to book, and a load of people, yeah, just seem to think that it's uh, very disrespectful for Morshot, but I don't really get why, because there's another fighter, I forget his name, right, who was, he'd been out. On suspension so he's come back And he's got two fights booked You know what I mean Like I feel that the one Later in the year I think he's got a fight booked in November And someone Fell out of a fight in October And he was just like Yeah, well, fuck it I'll do that So he's fighting there So it's not Like a foreign thing For this to happen And also we've seen fighters yeah win and then go to a next fight You know what I mean And even if they've lost How many times have we seen people fight Like pretty quickly after the first Now with this one He had visa situations Right so it's just about getting Fights Fights booked And it's no disrespect to Gerard Marshall. Like listen Marsha He can beat him you know what I mean? He can beat him, but it, it still doesn't mean the Maya fight that doesn't take place. The it, the Maya fight. The only way that doesn't happen, as if he gets uh, an injury, or some bad cuts, right? Otherwise, the fight still happens. It it's yeah. There's no. I don't know why people would consider it a disrespect. It's just a matter of bookings Right That's all it is And right now, everyone knows right now If you want fights You can get fights Right How many times have we been watching a contender series And someone says You know, Laura Sanko will say Hey, so um, you've got your contract When would you like to fight And it'd be like, um, yo, I could go next week And that's what happens you know what I mean? Or like Pretty soon afterwards So we're in this Crazy situation where if you Really want to fight mm. You can fight And there's some people that are asking for fights And some people who aren't Which, hey, and that's not even A knock, right? Some people, they know Right, you know what I mean? Their bodies hold up well for two Fights a year or sometimes Three fights a year, we We've heard a lot of people break that down um, God damn it I, I, I want to say it was Gregor Gillespie But I'm not sure if it was, uh, it was some, If it wasn't him It was someone similar to him But basically it was just like Look, I worked out This is how many fights Is good for me a year You know, I need this amount of training I need this amount of rest So I can do this Right, so there's some people that understand Right, this is the optimum for my body And other people are like I will fight as many friggin' times You know, we see that mindset with Donald Cerrone Angela Hill Hey, Bobby Green is out getting it You know what I mean? It, it, it's just the way it is, right? So if other people And we've seen people go and ask for fights, Right but if more if people want that I'm sure that will happen for them And Chimave That's what he asked for That's what he got It's as simple as that I don't know why people want to look for weird things That just aren't there Right Just aren't there it, it, it's, it's weird People Calm the fuck down Okay, so we have now had the weigh-ins for UFC on ESBN plus 35. That's UFC on Vegas 10. And um yeah, <laughs> oh man, there have been changes, people. There have been changes. You know what I mean the card just shifted, right? We've had ooh two people dr- no three people drop well no technically two drop one fight scrapped but we've also had a fight added yeah so um <laughs> let's take a uh, a look into things right so um unfortunately frank camacho has you know he's had to withdraw from his uh, You know, lightweight bout against Brock Weaver But in his place We're getting Jalen Turner Right, so now It's going to be a catchweight fight At 165 pounds Now, Turner He's on a one fight win streak His record is 9 and 5 Okay, so he's coming off a uh, a good win over Joshua Calabu. Uh, that was at the end of February this year, won by ground and pound. So um, yeah, you know Turner. He's had uh, you know, what I mean, it, it, it's been well. He came via the Contender Series, lost his debut to Vicente Lupe. Which you know, it is Vicente Lupe, right? He then beat Callan Potter, lost to Matt Fravola, and then the Calibu wins. So he's two and two so far. Yeah, right? but definitely a talented dude. He's got submissions. He can stop you. So, uh, yeah, it's a good replacement. Um and he uh <laughs> his nickname's the tarantula and he brought a tarantula to the weigh-ins. <laughs> you read? Know I mean? Oh, uh, it was funny. Some people seem very shocked. <laughs> so yeah, there is that. Now our replacement well because so let's go. We lost the matchnell Tyson Nam fight. Uh, so, this is, um, from what I'm hearing, because Schnell had a bad weight cut, right? But, in its place, we're getting Alexander Romanov against um, Roque Martinez. Now, I remember um, Romanov, I feel he was meant to be fighting last week. I forget if it was against Martinez or not right but um yeah so I mean that's that's decent right so uh I mean when they weighed in so Alec Romanov came in at 261 and Martinez came in at 258 and a half so but although Martinez is you know he's lighter than Romanov Whew. I mean Romanov did look a little tighter Martinez did look a little loose up there. ain't gonna lie. he did look a little loose. so um let's take a look at these records. So Martinez he is 155 and two. he's has uh, got a two fight win streak. Alright, so this will be his UFC debut. Uh, his last fight was Risen21, um, which was uh the end of February this year. Um he won by TKO against Hideki Sekin. Um And then before that he fought in December for a deep Ninety three, so um, yeah. It looks like I feel he's mostly fought in Japan. You know he's a a Japanese fighter, so you know it makes sense, right? Um. I think it's main. It's mainly, um, like decisions or TKOs. He does have a key lock win but and a headlock but that's kind of it on the submission um you know base kind of thing uh so when we um take a look at his opponent so yeah King Kong Alexander Romanov he is 11 and oh right so uh yeah he, he just obviously well he hasn't lost <laughs> and yeah this is his ufc debut yes no he was meant to be fighting marcus rogerio de lima last week so uh, yeah that's that was the thing and de lima had covid so yeah that's decent that he got to um you know what i mean just fight the next week so that's all good and um yeah, Romanov is a, whew, he's a wrecking machine, man. But he's knocking people out and he's submitting them. <laughs> he I mean, like rear nakeds, forearm chokes. You know, like yeah. He's uh he looks a problem. So uh with this one, I'm gonna say Romanov gets the win. Um now that's not our only change for the evening. So, um yeah, Roosevelt Roberts has been calling out Matt Schnell for the longest while. So it looked like that feud would finally get put to rest. No, that is not to be the case. Schnell has fractured his foot, so he's had to uh, step out. Um, in his place, though, we're getting Kevin Crom. so um, yeah, the hard hitting hillbilly, as otherwise he goes by. He's uh, got a twenty one and twelve record. He's on a free fight win streak. And this will be his UFC debut Right, so um, He last fought Okay, so that's cool So he fought in August 14th of August uh, For FAC Not sure who they are Uh, He beat Anderson Hutchinson Via decision He um, also fought at Bellator 239 in February Where he beat Adil Bengalini So um, yeah And the other win was another fight At FAC uh, Their inaugural event It would seem So he's You know he's fought um, A couple of times in Bellator He's fought in LFA So yeah he's got experience At some you know High level promotions so that is all good um, Looking at his record I mean he's got a couple of submissions He's got a couple of TKOs You know So he, he can do a few things But uh, Yeah I kind of still feel that Roberts Will probably get the win here But um, but with all the changes, it now means that Julia Vila against Sarge Eubanks will be the main event of the prelims. Um Bobby Green against Alan Patrick has now moved to the main card. And they will be the second fight in. Um, yeah, I feel that's all the um Yeah, that's all the changes. So, everyone made weight Which is, uh, you know, always a good look Anthony Ivey did come in slightly under the welterweight He was at 169 and a half You know, know, there's nothing too crazy though Um, Yeah, nothing else really significant on the... uh, On the weight front You know um, Hill came in At 115 and a half And Waterstone was Straight 115 But yeah Everyone made weight Everyone um, Everyone looked pretty decent You know Everyone looked pretty decent I mean Other than Martinez Who yeah He did look sloppy (laughs) But he's a heavyweight, so I am sure that those hammers are deadly. But, uh, yeah, that is UFC on ESPN Plus 35. It will be interesting um, to see how everything goes down. Hopefully, no more changes now. Hopefully, that is it. And this is... The card we will be seeing tomorrow But You know what I mean Let's just wait and see people Let's just wait and see Okay people So we are drawing to a close There's not a lot of um, fight news Um, There's just uh, a couple of things Around USC 254 That takes place on the 24th Of October So uh, Elizu um, Zaleski Dos Santos It looks like He will be fighting Shavkat Rakimov and then <laughs> maybe this time it will happen but we've got magomed and against ion kutalabra scheduled for then as well so hey fingers crossed that fight can actually happen or maybe it's turning into uh, Khabib Ferguson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my days! But um, people, that is it. So uh, you know what I mean? Tomorrow we will put out our picks, and um, yeah, then Sunday, and Monday, we'll be back to uh, recap everything that went down okay so enjoy the weekend enjoy the fights and yeah we will see you on monday okay all right people peace and get the dogs out right i